Welcome to Please Rewind, episode 8. This is the podcast where we review classic films chosen by you. And it's hosted by Steve Dunk and me, Jeremy Dove. <laughs> so let's get to it. Here's Steve. You like how I fixed my intro? Hi, you did good. Uh, welcome. Yeah, episode 8, The Last Jedi, Jer. Mm. Best Star Wars oh my movie God. of all time. This is going to be the most divisive yeah. episode of our podcast ever. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Ever. Yeah, that is true. People will never agree. Um, never. And just, they just won't. Um, you were just talking about a Facebook memory that popped up. So if I think, sorry, I'm paraphrasing, but if Justin Trudeau had looked like Jason Momoa, he would have won a majority back in 2000, whatever. Yes, yes. Um, I'm, I'm not suggesting that Jasmine's popularity and success was just because he looked like Jason Momoa, but that was the joke. Well, I was at a New York Comic Con one time and just right place at the right time, and Momoa kind of just walked up and stood beside uh, me. Uh, really? Just for like, he was waiting to go do something. So they yeah. kind of like, like yeah. his hand, his handlers were just like, just hang here for a sec. Yeah, yeah. And so he was like six feet away from me. Like right. I could, I could smell him. And I'm oh, just amazing. Yeah, yeah. I've told this story before to people. And I'm just anytime, like the subject of like, what does a real man look like? <laughs> <laughs> and he's a, he's just a, he is tall, obviously. And yeah. And in shape and he, his hair is awesome. And his facial hair is awesome. I could smell him. He smelled great. His did he seem like like superhuman? Like he like did, he did, human? he did because he's like, just a, like he, when you meet a WWE superstar. He, yeah, yeah, he looked like yeah, he looks like a like a wrestler, like a he's, yeah, he yeah. looks like a character, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the clothes fit perfect, like were loose but tight enough that you saw like the pecs and stuff. Um, you could just tell he's very clearly, you know, I'm not, I don't know what he's like at 3 a.m. staring into the, <laughs> staring into the abyss, but he looks like he's a confident person, but not cocky, but just like. Is is very com comfortable in his own skin, and he's just like uh, so. Anytime I say that, I'm like, that's like that's a that's a real man right there. That's what yep. a man looks like. Yeah. So, and then of course he's just at the geekiest of nerddoms, right? Surrounded no surrounded no by all these, you know, sort of all different types of folks, and and he's just a, you know just the god among <laughs> men, right? So it's like I feel like Aquaman two is going to be a special treat. I feel like. It's got the lowest expectations of any film in history right now. Yeah. And it's it's probably gonna be decent because Aquaman One was decent and I didn't expect it to be. No, it's not up on everybody. Yeah. 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 It's it completely fucking surprised me. I was yeah. like, wow, did I enjoy this a lot more than I expected to? And and I, I feel like, yeah, it's and Aquaman two is gonna be this nice treat of like it's gonna be the first DC EU EU movie to exceed expectations. And that's great because I'm happy for Momoa. Um, is this the last pre-done DC film? I think it is. I think yeah, it's yeah. the fun. Ah, uh, hold on. Or is there one more in the can Mental somewhere? Brain check. Is there another one in the can? No, I think this is actually it. I think this is the finally, Steve. That's crazy. It's been such it's the, slowest, <laughs> the slowest, the, the slowest death, death that started yes. from the oh, beginning. God. That started yes. right away almost. But so I, we're already seeing more stories about how he's probably going to be cast to play Lobo against right. the, whoever the new Superman is. Legacy, and yeah. Stoked for Jason Momoa if that's the truth, because like that'll be he's well. I saw there was a picture the other day of the Justice League, you know, they're posing for one of their PR photo things, yeah. and they're all grayed out except him, right? So because he's the only one that's right. existed, is, is carrying Even over Gal Gadot. Yeah. There's a question mark still, they have not been definitive about Gal Gadot yet for some reason. I don't, I like, I don't know if she's an intelligent person. 
this doesn't seem but right she's like said it but it's like it's, it's fine to be wrong once but she said it like two or three times i think she's trying to like make it happen the dog yeah, yeah she's trying to manipulate them by by getting a, a like an audience reaction going right to like to like back them into a corner kind of to like say like look how fucking popular i am but because I I, because at least she at very least has a publicist who said who's going to say to her like stop saying that it's not true i hope so <laughs> right like so either there's a miscommunication there's a huge miscommunication or she's just like dropping stuff she shouldn't be yet but i don't I know i feel like it's probably true that that James Gunn had a meeting with her where he said, look, we love you as Wonder Woman. Because yeah. it's probably true. He probably does love her as Wonder Woman. Her first movie was an amazing fucking movie. And if you could if you could recreate that lightning in a bottle somehow, totally worth the trip there. But um... she's the only one that kind of works, actually, because of her agelessness, like the character. Yeah. Yeah. So like because now he's casting a younger Superman and all this stuff. Right. So, I mean, you could sort of theoretically, I guess, do that if if he wanted for i just think he's he's a he's a he's a clean slate guy gun i think he's coming in and that was the deal he's like okay but like we're going clean slate here i would so, agree yeah. but then the momoa as logo thing doesn't work i think he's just sure i think he's just he also just could be like buddies with Momoa. i like, think he just wants yeah. what he wants and doesn't care about anything else like sure. it, like if he wants something to bring somebody back uh, uh, he will which means he didn't like it yeah, he did not like Cavill. Like that is the bottom line for me. Like or Affleck or yeah. Now I mean Affleck is just old now too. So if he's going young, then he's going young. So it doesn't matter whether he likes them or not, right? Um, yeah. Like if he's making that decision. But um, yeah, it's uh, he didn't I, like their baggage. He didn't like their their previous bad movies. He didn't want to be connected to them. Is, is good, right? Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because if you if you put those guys in it, then it, he's always going to be connected to that to that right. to the I guess we'll call it the Snyderverse. But and um, I absolutely it, believe that he would bring Cavill back as older Superman and wants to do that storyline. I forget what it's called, the one where where Superman and the older superheroes like take over their their timeline because it becomes too populated by superpowered people and right. everything starts going crazy. So he has to imp impose martial law. Right. I feel like if he's actually planning on doing that, he's he's cast the new Superman to look exactly like Henry Cavill uh, in, yeah. in a younger form. Yeah. So he might have a plan to bring Henry Cavill back as older Superman. Yep. To, to, and that would be awesome. But I totally think like like but like yeah, it's not it's not clean slate. It's just the the things that I like and fuck anything that I don't like and I will just be polite about it, but but that's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, 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 uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm over it. I, I'm, 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 I'm it's, it's, it's like, I'm not over it. I'm just burnt out. Yeah, me too. I guess because, uh, because I am like, I am very kind of like, I'm always excited for a new take on Superman. Yes. Um, so I'm looking forward to legacy. Like yeah. I was looking forward to, you know, Superman returns and, and then man is still like, I'm, I, I'm, I like Superman and I want to yeah. see someone like do a great job with Superman. So I'm looking forward to it. So I, I, I'm burnt out from just all the stuff surrounding the films. If the films came out in a vacuum though, you know, maybe I'd be, I'd be different, but so it's like, yeah, I'm somewhere between over it and burnt out, whatever that word is. So agree, totally. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know what? That is kind of like a big reason why I love this podcast because we're not talking about that stuff, even though we'd let it leak in today. That's my fault, but we had a Momoa story, so it yeah. worked. It was connected. Yeah. So yeah, I, I felt like we should go there. But 
I think that's why I love what we're doing right now so much because um God, if I had to focus on just the current shit right now, I would hate it. I would if hate you it. were like a, just like a Marvel DC oh centric like film. I'm, I'm show. enjoying Loki. I'm enjoying Loki. I want to put that caveat right there. I'm enjoying yeah. Loki season two. Okay, but like, I like I don't care where it's going. I you know I don't I don't, I don't that's a that's a big like, part. What you right, just said right, right there. You're yeah. not invest. We're not invested. I'm not invested anymore. Right. We're I'm, just in, I'm just enjoying. Yeah. Yep. Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson together and this and some cool writing and some cool directing, right? But I don't give a shit about the future of what whatever the fuck is happening there, right? Yes, you're right. Yes. Yeah, we're we're not we're just done because it's like, okay, now we're it's same thing with excuse me, Marvel. Like it clearly peaked with Endgame. Yes. Like in every way a film can series can peak. Yes. Like it will never reach those heights again. I'll say it right. Never, ever, never, ever, never, never, ever, never. It just I might won't. Be with you. I might it be won't. With you. Creatively, of course, financially. Um, it just won't. So, but there are some things to look forward to. So that's where, like I said, I'm like, I'm not over. I'm just I'm right. I'm 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 you know, just sort of not invested like I used to, but I am I'm of course, you know, would can't wait to see what he does with new X-Men casting or you know, different like little things like that. So, and I, then yeah. I think there's a question mark on is Feige going to stick around for X Men casting? Yeah, because he's already did it. I I feel like that's his. That's I mean, his he's he's. I feel like he's or, yeah. or, or retiring line. I, I mean, he's like, he was part of the deal to get them. I mean, I know yeah. it was it was wasn't just them. It was the whole package, the whole yeah. Fox Fox package. But um, does, does he want to retell? those those characters again i don't think he wants to i think he i think he feels like man i would like to move on to a new challenge before they get to the point of like starting over well see this is yeah well this is why i was talking to someone the other day about um the batman so the newest one right and we were just both agreeing with each other how much we enjoyed it and and i was like you know what one thing it's it's a small subtle thing but one thing that i think really for me made it awesome was they didn't fucking do the parents' death over thing again. Yeah. Like, right. even in Snyder's films, they did. Like, right. the shot scenes, like, filmed it again. Yeah. So it's like, again, again. again. So it's like, so it's, it, it's it's stuff like that. So, like, don't treat the audience like morons. And I think if Snyder's guilty of anything, he does that occasionally. Um, and Snyder's guilty of many things. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, that, that was just one thing, yeah, sure. Yeah. But, um you're right with x-men like do, like we don't i mean unless you're like you're unless you're gonna go real deep in some of their origins there's just there's also just not the x-men don't really have wolverine has an interesting origin but the other ones don't and even wolverine you ha, you have to really peel back a lot of stuff because of his longevity and all that so um but like the other guys don't have interesting origins they were just born mutants right? I, so, I would i yeah. would love to see some storm wakanda stuff sure that yeah like they, they have not yeah. touched right yeah i would i would love to see i mean it'd be kind of interesting if they do like you know let's say they do i guess it depends which which class of x-men too but um you know like baby cyclops like he comes out and like how you know when does he fucking destroy something with his eyes sure you know sure, that, or that, like that's yeah, yeah yeah and you're right storm origin would be pretty like the first time you know she manipulates the weather and plus there's, there's an era of the x-men that they never really nailed where like wolverine and colossus and nightcrawler were like buddies like a like a like 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 bonded and like like brothers in well there's this heads, there, yeah right? that's the, like the second generation right so after the original ones and then is it issue 94 or whatever where then you get 
Storm, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Colossus, uh, what's uh, Rogue, um, Jean Grey still around. So yeah, and that's an interesting time period too because that's where Wolverine does a lot of in and out, right? He's not just stay at the mansion yep. really ever. So um, you're right, and that's and they, that group's together for a long time. That was always just that you know that was the thing about the Colossus in the Brian Singer films was like um, kind of waste, not kind of wasted. Um, and then of course, I mean, Deadpool was great. His Colossus was funny, for but sure. uh, sure. yeah. Anyways, oh my God, the Deadpool rumors. Oh my God, like I know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I all right, it's Halloween. Let's talk about Halloween. Anyways, let's. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. getting to Nightmare on Elm Street. I think we are. Yeah, yeah, because that that's alphabetical and thing. But anyway, so yeah, Halloween here is almost. We're a week away. Um, so this will be the last one though, because I am um, actually flying out. When am I leaving? About six hours. I got to drive the airport. Um, wow, really? Yeah. So six a.m. flight tomorrow. Um, bon voyage. Yes, thank you. Safe journey. Uh, um, so we're going to be off here for a couple weeks at least, folks. So. We're taking a, a brief hiatus. Yeah, folks. we got off to a good start, I think. So that's you'll have take... plenty, plenty of issues, episodes to go back and revisit. You probably haven't listened to them all. Go, go get them in your ears. We'll post the. We'll do a clip show, our greatest hits. <laughs> Will we? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Do you want to sit down and go through it all? Sure. Did you hire uh, an editor? No, I didn't. I did oh, not. Um, so anyway, so this will be the let's this is the last Halloween themed thing. And it's two two interesting ones. Fittingly, one of them is yes, uh, we talked about this movie a lot last time as you know, being on the Mount Rushmore of slashers. A nightmare down street, fittingly, finally we get to talk about it because we've done Halloween and we've done Friday and all that. So it is one of the big ones, obviously. So yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, November 9th, 1984, it was released. Uh, yeah, it's coming up soon. Uh, of course, directed and written by Wes Craven, starring um, Heather Loggenkamp as the uh, famous heroine, Nancy Thompson. Uh, of course, Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger. Johnny Depp in his film debut. Um, Amazing. Yeah, and Amanda Weiss, who has, geez, one of the best on-screen kills uh, in a lot of films. Um he uh, made fifty-seven million off a measly one million dollar budget. One million. Um, it they made this film. So this was New Line Cinema, Rocky. which this is New Line Cinema, which is a sort of the indie studio that's been around for a while now, but was just kind of they used to call New Line Cinema that was the house that Freddie built because this was they'd made a couple of films at this point, but this was the first big one. And yeah. kept them kept them in business, but yeah. so the budget was so tight. Originally, Charlie Charlie Sheen was going to play Johnny Depp's part, but he wanted three grand a week, and that was too much for them. <laughs> so they went with Johnny wow. Depp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what, Charlie Sheen would have been great in that part. He would it was, it was perfect for him, but he but he would have been older at this point. It would have seemed like I don't know if I would have bought him as a high school kid at this at nineteen eighty four. Right. So this is eighty four. So they're filming it in eighty three. Uh, when did he? Platoon, Wait a minute. Maybe Platoon I'm wrong. was yeah. what? Platoon was uh, eighty six. I mean, he's he was very young. Um, what am I looking up? Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen is fifty eight. So in nineteen eighty four, he was twenty nineteen. Really? Okay. Born in sixty five. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I but feel he's, like he's he's always looked 30. But he's filming it. He's going to be like 16 or 17, I guess, when he films, or 18 when he's filming it. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. But so that's, I don't know what, uh, three, <laughs> three grand. Johnny Depp is older than Charlie Sheen. 
Oh Is my he? god. Yeah, I'm an idiot for oh, that. That's call. funny. Okay, never mind. Um Sorry. what had he done? Um da, 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 da. so 85 Boy Next Door, Sounds of the Heart. Oh, he did Red Dawn in 84. Okay. Um Steve he was Charlie Sheen is older than Johnny Depp. John Charlie Sheen was an extra in Apocalypse Now. He must have been ten That's, years old. Well, Nineteen seventy nine. So he was uh, ten plus three or whatever the fuck that is. Ten plus four, fourteen. He was fourteen. What the fuck was he playing in that? Anyways, yeah. So I mean, instead of uh, Nightmare, he does Red Dawn. Oh, Signs of the Heart, but Red Dawn was his first, the first time I remember seeing him, obviously, right? Right. Like a lot of people. So, yeah, just a kid. But they went with Johnny Depp, and um, apparently that was an inspired choice as well, because I guess something about Wes Craven's daughter or something wasn't had a huge crush on Johnny Depp. So it was from 21 Jump Street. No, he would have been for 21 Jump Street. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it was from something or just just from casting, just from auditions or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so this is uh, like we talked about, you know, if, if there's a Mount Rushmore of slashers, it's it's you know, Freddy is up there with Michael Myers, uh, Fred 13th, and uh, Chucky, uh, Jason Voorhees. Sorry, you make uh, 50 million on a one million budget, you have succeeded. That's an insane, I mean, whatever that percentage is, that it's ratio. like, yeah, yeah, like that's an insane, that's like it's re- it's insane, right? So, I mean, uh, obviously, they you know, it part twos and all stuff were were and Wes Craven wanted nothing to do with those he because he didn't he didn't do it but um yeah like that's an insane amount of money to make on one million dollars it's so you know sticking with that it's it doesn't look like a one million dollar movie no even for 84 absolutely yeah like it looks do you remember how much Friday the 13th cost to make it was a lot more than that wasn't it I I I feel like I don't remember but I feel like it it, had to have been it had to have been 10 million right yeah it was it was a lot more than a million yeah yeah a lot more let me see here well but yeah no it it holds up like it it looks it looks great i mean i don't know like yeah it looks slick and polished even for its oh god sorry the no the budget for the first father was was half that 500 and made 60 million so it made way more thank god Uh, because i've I've always felt like the the like Friday I think, was the cheapest kind of movie to make, right? I think the follow-ups must have been a lot more than that. I feel like it was. No, not. But, too but much you're more. talking about the same kind of like. That was four years earlier too, though. Yeah. You're talking about the same genre, but the difference in production is like it seems like more than half a million dollars. It seems like a lot more than half a million dollars. Like, well, one was sets, one would have been mostly location, right? Yeah. Like Fridays or Nightmares, all sets, obviously um well there's there's a street and there's two houses at least uh, across the street from each other so there were some there were some sets but 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 less i guess i mean i mean some some locations but less i guess yeah i'm just yeah i'm just i mean they they spent twice the money four years later so i mean i don't know um you know where that money went uh well well there's a ton well there's way more visual effects yeah yeah because yeah. it's all dream sequencing but anyways um it looks really i think i you know i was like man this still this still looks great i agree I um agree. like even like the effecty not just of course the lighting and the the, the editing like all the the camera work is great the photography is really good still and all that yep. stuff but like even like the actual like the visual like when freddie walks through the the bars in the jail cell yep that looked great 
for back then I, like I that's still like yeah yeah that looked, i thought i'm like wow that, look, that looks and really the, sharp the gory yeah. stuff when she pulls his face off and he's got it like his, his i didn't like that part the skull really? yeah i didn't like that I part thought the, i thought yeah. the sloppy wetness of it was creepy and yeah. and gross and i felt gross out humor like, i think i just hate i don't horror. like yeah i i just i i just hate that scene i think but um uh, but there, I thought there were multiple times, like when, like there were, when his makeup involved some sloppy wet piece that was removable and had something beneath it that was revealed. Yeah, yeah. And I, I felt like the makeup department in this movie was amazing. Uh, yeah, and, agreed. And oh yeah, no, that, no, no. That yeah. that kind of work, right? Yeah. Um, but like the one, you know, the the there's only like four deaths in this movie. Um, Another amazing point, yes, I was gonna make. Uh, yeah, not a lot of not a lot of victims. The body count is very low. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and the first one, like, of course, I've I've seen this movie, right? We've seen it before many times. Yes. Um, and yeah, no, like, just only because we've been you know immersing ourselves in this stuff the last few weeks. Um, the first murder, like the you know the blonde girl, um, um. Uh, uh christina tina tina, 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 tina. sorry yeah the, yeah the, uh, her her friend her the movie starts with her in the nightmare but what's what's interesting about this movie which is kind of neat which is a neat uh it kind of veers off from what slasher films have been doing it doesn't start with a death like a, like a a, right. a non you know consequential death right right whereas like all the other movies start off with like just somebody just just eating it just for the sake of showing us like you know what the slasher is kind of up to and um, let me add let me add the 2000 reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street starts with that. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. So it, it right away, it's showing you that like the, the worst part of this slasher, it's already going to be different from what you're used to at that point, right? In the 80s. Yeah. And also the worst part about this film is is going to be the horror is coming, is going to be psychological, not yes. um bloody murder necessarily. Yes. yes. But, right. Although her death eventually is fucking amazing, right? Like where they they start spinning the room. I mean, they mechanically. I mean, because she starts, they roll her up oh, along the Tina's wall. Death. Yeah, oh, into Tina's this death into is this, one of the most amazing horror. The ceiling, deaths. and then there's blood fucking of all like, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dude yeah. witnessing it. <laughs> yeah. Rod or whatever his name is. Yeah. Like you feel, I felt empathy for him in that scene. It was so good. It yeah, he good. would get totally fucked up. That's why, like, and then that's why his death makes sense right that he hung himself oh, yeah. because or they think he hung himself yeah because of all the shit that he'd been through and that he was facing that's great writing that's, he, that's yeah that's and he, freddy and, is a great villain in the in the, yes. because of that yeah. great writing yeah yes. he's a mind that's his thing it's not yeah he has the fun claws but he, he's not sledgehammers and machetes he's mind mind games right he's torturing you in yeah. your dream world and he's also yeah. torturing you in the real world yeah because you're the only one who knows that yeah. he's the one actually behind these events that he's setting up to make look like they are not his doing right well it's also the sins of the parent thing yes. where like you know what what's what creates fear in a parent it's not it might it, it could be it's not just murder necessarily right it can be right i mean what if your kid it would be awful as a parent to have like your kid accused oh, of, of that type of murder and then face a life in prison like that would be an awful fucking thing for like that's a yep. good way to get back at a parent that's all i'm saying yeah um 
so yeah, it's still this, the whole thing still looks great. And like I said, I like the I like the way it starts out with a dream sequence and no death. It's a very final destination thing though, because she just avoids it for just another night yeah. or two. But um, I like that they start off that way because right away they're saying this is going to be a different type of slasher film. It's going to be more psychological based, um, less less blood and guts. Um, That's also Freddy's thing though. He stalks yes. you in your dreams for a while yep. before he kills you in your dreams. That's right. Yeah. Um, but before that, I like. But that opening credit scene is cool too because we see him making the glove or whatever. Yes. So that's kind of and, and, and yeah. I wanted to I wanted to like definitely applaud that. Like that's amazing. Like I I when I I didn't remember that scene was they in this show us movie. a lot right away. I remember that scene, yeah. but I didn't remember it was in this movie. I thought, oh fuck, I th I thought that scene would have been in like part three. Right. 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 It's like it's like one of the fucking first scenes. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it would be like Friday opening with like him sharpening a machete on a big wheel, right. a big wheel, a big stone wheel. Right? Or, st or Star Wars opening with Luke Skywalker creating his his lightsaber, right? Like that was a reveal in the third movie where they were like, holy shit, like he's they're showing us building his lightsaber. That's so cool. Well, that's right? why they cut it, right? Right. Yeah. From Return. That Although I do fucking love that. I do really like that scene. They should have kept it. They should have kept it. In. It's that really was a mistake. Cool. It's really cool. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah, so I, I just like I'm just you know again because we're watching these movies through a slightly more critical lens. Just like man, I was like, yeah, that's a killer beginning. Um, really, so right away you're in. Um, and also because she survives, it's kind of like a weird trickery thing where you're like not maybe sure who the star is. That's a good point. Yes, at first, right? Because yes. you because she only because she survived. You're like, oh, okay, Nancy she... doesn't seem like she would be the star of this movie. She's... No. She's not the prettiest. Right. Exactly. Um, she's not the most likable, honestly. And um, and this Tina girl would be the hero if this was a Friday the 13th movie. Right. Which this came after. After. Yep. Which is yep. important because they are definitely connected. Like, like this script. Definitely well, they're connected behind the scenes, too, because so right. Sean, Sean Cunningham actually directed, uh, um, did a lot of the... Uh, dream sequences directed some of the dream sequences for Wes Craven when they were for, for second, some second unit stuff. Right. So the, yeah. So the Friday 13th director of the first couple, if you are a student yeah. of Friday 13th, you feel the influence. Yeah. But he's yeah. friends with yeah. Wes Craven, right? Cause he produced yeah. the, the um, last house on the left. Right. So they're buddies, but yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's a slasher. It has that, it, it's got that itch, right? That slasher feel but it's updated. It's kind of, it's kind of, right. It's like an updated slasher film. It's like, we can't, kids aren't going to camp anymore. Um, well, because it's, I mean, they still are, but I just mean like, you know, we can't keep sending kids to camp. It's not a thing anymore. It's maybe a little passe. Yeah. Kids are cooler it, than that now. It feels like an, yeah. uh, like a, like a, like a, like a, it feels like an update in a, in a hipper, in a hipper version of the, the classic, you know, sleepaway camp thing well in, i like in, yeah and then that it's based on all of these adolescents and and all they're interested in is having sex with each other and that's you know the build-up for a lot of these for a lot of these uh murder scenes yeah um uh but I, it yeah. uh, sorry go ahead no no go ahead it, yeah i just i also like that that they're in school i like showing that they show them in school which yes. i thought was fun because yes. we didn't like halloween didn't do that like we see her walking home from school but yes. we never actually see the school right um, it feels like more yeah. like a john hughes movie turned into <laughs> a nightmare a slasher john hughes film yes. yeah 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 yes. yeah 
So I, I like, feel like yeah. when we get to the topic of remember the subject of like like we based on Heidi's comment about how she thought that girls liked uh Freddie yeah. better than than Jason. I feel like uh, maybe it's more specific to Heidi than girls versus you know men versus women. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like these movies are definitely more fashion oriented, more like pop culture oriented because we're in culture. We're not out in the woods. Like we're not at camp in the summer. We're in our cult in our lives. We're in the cult. We're in the high school. We're in the fucking. Uh, I don't in the in the normal lives of these people right so um their hair is all done better is is better styled their wardrobe is all like fresher crisper cleaner um like more john hughes movie right and i feel like um like that is the key to the whole that whole that unlocks that whole comment about like girls like this better than boys i don't know that it's a girls versus boys thing i think personally i maybe like this better than friday the 13th yeah um, to be honest but i feel like it's a like like this is a, a hipper um more fashion yep. forward um and 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 prettier more styled um and and maybe more attractive to girls for that reason but that's like a very uh well, it feels like it just feels like Old a man thing to say. <laughs> it's in 1984. It's the 80s, yeah. and it's reflected in that. And I think it's yeah. because it's, it's MTV now. It's right. So, yeah. it's, so it's we get very MTV influenced, and it's very and there's technology. Yes, right. Whereas in the Friday movies, there's no technology. They're out in the woods, and there's not even fucking phones. Right. right. Like there's nothing. Right. Lights. There's barely lights. So, yeah, I want like this is very much. I think more of the time and place in which it exists, rather it tries than to be. Rather than right, rather than Friday, which could be any time, exactly. Yeah, kind of any time place. Very true. So, um, I think that's why it probably just feels uh, more familiar, more recognizable, more sort of in line with what we expect, even just from an '80s film period. Like you said, it it could, yeah, it could be a John. Could have been Breakfast Club. Uh, Imagine Breakfast Club, but there was a, a a slasher roaming the halls. So every time one of the Fucking Judd Nelson goes to get his weed, he gets killed, or, and they find him or something. And, right? No, imagine like, yeah. Judd, Judd Nelson has been awake for three days and, and said, "No, don't get me weed. Get me, get me speed because I need." Oh yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right. That's how. That's how the breakfast. Every time somebody nods off in the detention library, yeah. they, they, they end up murdered. Yes, yes, yes. But um, I want to say, I want to say, I want to say. Uh, no, no, you go ahead. I, you, no, I go, 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 go. You're still in yours. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm no. What I was going to say is is more for mine. Well, because okay. I want, well, go sit there. We'll go back and forth. Go ahead. Uh, um, as much as it reminds me of Friday the 13th and things that came before it, how heavily was this particular movie ripped off by Scream and, a, and like an entire sure. genre of films? Yeah. Like, but wasn't that the point of Scream? That was the whole point of Scream. Yeah, but yeah, but still, like even the character structure of you know behind the 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 meta uh you know uh yeah content of scream um is is structured exactly the same way as a nightmare on elm street right um it's it's kind of the same fucking story in in that uh johnny depp's character just goes a little bit farther and becomes the scream the scream villain um Mm -hmm. but 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 until the reveal of who the villain is in scream it's basically johnny depp's fucking character exactly right right um so he's climbing in the window exactly the same fucking way even like it's 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 a carbon copy almost um but it you're right it's intentional but it's also like so important culturally 
Um, no, this is this film. This nightmare is is uh, bigger, you know, quote unquote, than Friday is. Yeah. Like in the lexicon of, you know, it's in the film registry, right? Like it was put into the fucking national film registry. Like it's all an, the it, rap albums. Even it's I mean, it's, 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 it's funny, a culturally it's significant film. Um, and you know, and I think again, that's because it's because of it. It, it this it, because of the style. Uh, yeah. for sure, like Freddy Krueger is like we talked about this last time. He's like more like a Dracula character than a than a, than Frankenstein, right? Let's, yeah, you know, Jason compared to Freddy or even Michael Myers. So like the person, it's so you've got the personality. He's not wearing um like coveralls like the other guys wear. Um, you see his face even though it's fucked up. He's the wearing style, colors. You're right. Yeah, they picked I've... they picked two colors. You know, they the green and orange or red or whatever were picked on purpose because it's something about it that it's something. There's some chemistry thing with the brain for humans, right? It yes, triggers something. Yes. Um, the claw. claw. It's got a different. We're, they use knives and machetes and stuff. He's using this weird. We'd never seen that before. Right. Right. Um, and then the backstory and the fact. Oh, and he. This is this kind of rubs me a little bit the wrong way. It's the, the one scene. So we'll talk about the one scene. So. When she does finally get killed, um, that nightmare scene for her, you know, so Freddie's walking, his arms stretch out to like 15 feet. Yep. Uh, he runs like a weird, drunken, psych, crazy, yep. right? And then he cuts his fingers off. He's he's joking with her. He's he's making jokes, toying with her practical jokes, peels the face off, like you said. Uh, it's just a, it's a little too silly for me, um, even though it's a dream. Um it's just a tad too silly for me. I think. Uh, I think it would. Yeah, I don't know. But that's but the that scene stands out to me though in that way. Be, yeah, but I mean that scene stands out in that because it, he's not really like that the rest of the film. Mm -hmm. Like he's he takes the rest of the stuff a little more seriously. So, uh, um, so that scene sort of was is odd. It kind of just stands out to me for not necessarily good reasons. But, um, yeah. So it's it's all this thing, but you can tell they were like trying to like, they even originally, he was supposed to be a molester. Right. But they just knocked it down to child murder instead. Down. Yeah. Yeah. So to make and that's, if you're doing that, you're trying to make him more likable or less, right. Less hated, whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Those are two different right. things. So it's, well, they clearly went out of their way to make the parents flawed to, to say that's that. What, that's what I want to talk about. The parents. The yeah. People responsible yeah. for doing this to him were imperfect people and maybe we're wrong by saying that right 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 no so this is a sins of the parents thing that's what this movie is right mm -hmm. and it's it's almost like a dueling you know sort of bad guys and it's think like science i kept thinking of like okay science of the lamb that's always like as as like as insane as uh, Hannibal is he's likable because he has the the English accent he's polite he's charming he's all these things but he's arguably committed at least as horrific acts as Buffalo Bill has right but Buffalo Bill is odd and strange and doesn't have manners and he's got dirty fingernails <laughs> like he's right so right so now we have Freddie and then we have the parents who are obviously, and they're all damaged from all the stuff that their lives, right? There's the yep. mom's an alcoholic. One, some of the parents are just not around, right? They abandoned their, like there's, they're not great parents. They're not, they're not even great people. Some of them. Um, Dad's so it's a cop. Nothing that, said. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right. So it's this crazy thing where like, 
this is gonna we're gonna talk about this in the next film we talk about too so like where these films these directors these writers um try and create a little open the door to sympathy to the to the serial the killers the main killers in the film yeah and how we react to that is, is going to be individual individual individualistic right because do you know can do do the sins outweigh uh you know the the actions type of thing so is freddie um you know is he is he a monster a truly a monster from hell or is he or is he a product of you know a sick society and you know a bunch of stepford fucking psychos you know right, so right. yeah i don't it's 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 an interesting thing and um it's really quickly i want to squeeze in this was based he kind of based it on some real stories he was thinking of something to write and so i guess they call it asian death syndrome so a lot of folks who escaped cambodia and all that stuff all the genocides and the horrific stuff they saw over there mm-hmm. um had nightmares from it obviously and refused to go to sleep so they would and would stay up for days and days and days and days to the point of making them ill because they were afraid to go to sleep um and then like they would they would take uppers and do all that stuff we see in this film all these drink coffee and all this stuff and when somebody would like try and give them sleeping pills they would find them under the mattress and all this stuff right they would do anything not to fall asleep Right. And then finally, some of them just did. And then there was reports where some of them would died in their sleep. Yeah. And so because of the mythology surrounding that culture specifically, they they were killed in their nightmares, their dreams. So, right. Right. yeah, Asian death syndrome is called. So he's it's loosely based on that, I guess. And then Kruger is based off somebody real for some bully from his childhood. But um, kind of interesting sort of. Hmm it's uh this whole thing about and it comes up a little bit in the next movie too where like you know you you this sort of idea that like what what happens to you in your dreams you know the whole thing about yeah um, if you die in your dream you actually die it's a common trope same it happens in in inception yeah right and then dreamscape another 80s film and all this stuff so like so so if you actually die in your dream then you really die right so that's why you always wake up just before you hit the ground or yada 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 so um it's kind of interesting so it leans you know you you take this this eastern mythology with you know and every culture has their own boogeyman version of the boogeyman right right and then you throw in all these like you know bad parents and who are all damaged in some weird way and then you you create this sort of dream within a dream within a dream idea and you get this like really weird mystical film like it's kind of a film like it's it's such a weird it's so many things it's obviously a horror film but it's so many things yeah, it's. Um, I feel like it's more yeah. science fiction than classic horror, even though there is a crucifix involved in this film, and it seems to play a protective role of some kind against Freddy. Which well, I, I don't think there's any. Well, I don't. Yeah, well, I disagree. I don't think it's science fiction at all. You but think um, just, you don't think it's science fiction? I, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's classical. No. Spiritual. Well, there's no science in it. I don't think it's. <laughs> so, I don't think it's classical. Yeah. Spir- oh, more fantasy yeah. than science fiction. You yeah. Know, yeah, 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 yeah. Science yeah. fantasy, I guess. Um. But I don't feel like it's classical, like spiritual based horror or like, like, you know, like exorcism is exorcist is, is based in Catholicism. Uh, well, but when she puts the cru- crucifix on the wall and stuff, right, to like keep him from coming through or whatever. And and then that's only something they really get into in the later Freddy films, right? 
like they lean into that a bit more. It's, we find out that he, you know his his orphanage stuff and the nuns yeah. and all that other stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they they do a little bit in this one. But you're right; it's it's certainly not heavy handed. Um, but you know, I think that's also the '80s. You know, this this whole idea with fear of people were afraid of starting to be be afraid of churches too, and um, so it's an interesting sort of push pull there in this film. But yeah. Sure. Anyways, um, I like it. Yeah, I mean, like I said last time, I'm yeah. I'm sort of a Friday guy, but yeah. uh, no, I like this movie. What's interesting about this one too, and this is where Friday stands apart from this and even Halloween, where this one and then same as Halloween, the first entry is clearly the best one in the entire series. Yeah. Where Friday we talked about, I mean, my favorite too, or is what what are they, six, the the last right. the reboot right. and four, you know, so right. um. Like, I don't think anyone's favorite Friday is the first one. Yep. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing. And I think, like, this one is far and away the best one from all the other ones. I mean, I haven't seen the other ones in a while. Yeah. And again, this one, and then even this one falls for some weird, like, it. you know, was it, is it three? The Dream War? Like, they do the Dawkins video. It gets real MTV. Like, they really, yeah. lean, they really lean into that later on. Um, it turns so, into, like, an X-Men movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... Um, I feel like it's it's so the ending is sort of ambiguous. It's like that's that whole dream within a dream thing, right? Like we think she wins, she gets the upper hand where she if she can convince herself that it is a dream and it's not real, and that's the way you fight, that's the way you defeat Freddy. And uh, you know, we think everything's gonna be fine. Apparently they filmed like a happy ending as yeah. well, um, but it just didn't sit well. So um, you know, she it, it ends yeah, I mean it's definitely it ends, yeah it's epically i think like yeah. I, you get that moment that reminds me of uh, like beetlejuice where the kids get trapped in the freddy painted car look the... but i mean like are they dead like but i mean it's like because usually in films if you they're don't see, if you don't see them die they're not dead right they're obviously like it... dead because nancy does not come back until west craven's new nightmare where, it becomes, <laughs> That's right, yeah. where it becomes breaking the fourth wall um and she's her, and she's herself but um, yeah, I like no, I like this film. I've always liked it. I love the poster. Um, I think yeah. the deaths. I think oh, the de yeah. yeah, I think the deaths are great. Um, yeah, this is yeah. I'll, I'm always gonna, you know, watch this movie. So please rewind for sure. Excellent. I I I totally agree. Let me just like put my mm -hmm. sound effects right together so it's easy for me but i also because i've also said almost everything i want to say during your review yeah um um but yes uh please rewind for me as well i think this is a great movie and after rewatching it i've realized <clears throat> as much as i love friday the 13th if you ask me do you, do you want to watch the first friday the 13th or the, or the first nightmare on elm street i will choose the first nightmare on elm street so would time. i yep so would i yeah yep. it's it's yep. um it's it's got a tight um editing uh and it and it's and it's um yeah, it's well made yeah. it's, it's economical it's got a great pacing it's got great directing um uh johnny depp's character is um is it stands out because johnny depp is so talented um but uh he's 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 just interesting to watch through the whole thing uh be, that great fr prank phone call scene i totally forget about every time until i watch this movie again um where the, the 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 sound effects tape keeps playing the wrong sound effects where he's calling his mom to tell her why he's staying over mm -hmm. um like all the kids are being bad stuff in this i feel like isn't 
is even a little bit worse than the kids are being bad stuff in the Friday Thirteenth movies, even though nobody's smoking pot in this one that I can think of. Right. Um, a lot of date raping, but whatever. Um, the sign of the times in these movies. Um, uh, the only thing that I feel like it, it, where, it, where it gets dated is in the scoring. Uh, you know, a lot of that uh, synth sound sound effect stuff that was that was popular in this genre and, and this time. Um, and it reminds me of like stuff like uh, the 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 sound the score reminds me of Labyrinth <laughs> a little bit at, at points, um, and and pulls me out of it. And I'm like, oh, that's dated a little bit. Um, but um, other than that, like you're right, the visuals this feels like so like it holds up so well, um, and uh, and and I really like it still. I think that's uh, why that one, like I said, that one scene. You know, takes me out of it a bit because everything else looks reasonable and with and yeah. even and even and even restrained a little bit right like they don't they and that could have been because of the budget but there's nothing overboard in in any of the deaths so that ah, scene yeah. i mean i mean over of course overboard it I mean, was part she's, of tina's she's, death she's floating on the ceiling even, and then death. well yeah. even johnny depp's death like the the gusher right the geyser yeah, it's um, not as cool as tina's death yeah like no no but i'm just saying like that stuff like i don't see like it seems to fit like that's the thing with this movie like it, this freddy this nightmare to me feels a more serious take on it yeah like the and the other ones get silly like i yes. expect the, the scene where his arms stretch out and he pulls his face off that stuff to me fits more in the later versions sure. that's why it stands out in this one a little bit for me sure. yeah yeah sure to me it was to me it just said to me He's toying with Tina because, like, he's totally defeated her. She doesn't fight back against him in any real way. Like, with Nancy, she's a bit of a challenge, a bit of a struggle. Yep. Um, uh, but with Tina, he totally owns her. So we're seeing him in his complete comfort zone and in his worst, most evil form. And we see in Tina's death, which is spectacular, as we said. Mm -hmm. Um like like yeah like that like there he is like this is how bad it can be and that kind of informs everything that comes after that and then johnny depp kind of gets a shortened version of that with his like being sucked down and then just all of his blood just ejecting back out of the bed and then we get like some awesome um like uh neon lights uh coming out of the bed as well with the with the with the uh the synthesizer score again uh which make it feel very 80s at the same time uh mm -hmm. but very very west craven um uh i don't know what to say uh otherwise i think we've, we've said it all um but i love it uh i i think it's definitely uh worthy of its uh stature mm -hmm. and um and definitely the best of its series even though a lot of the ones later on are worth visiting you're right there's a difference in that friday the 13th you know uh starts out with some great kernels of great ideas that kind of sprout into more rewarding things later on and it's totally worth going back there for mining the well um this one like you know they never really matched how great this original movie was the story was great the third act kind of falls apart, I feel like, a little bit. Like, the ending kind of does go on a little bit too long for me. And then, you know, Nancy wins, but then it turns out she doesn't win. So, like, the whole premise that she had some power, some ability to pull stuff out of the dream world, um, some strength to fight that, that other people didn't have, was completely kind of BS, right? Like, Nancy was just, like, uh, completely um, under Freddy's power the entire time. So that kind of, from a writing perspective, I kind of felt like, uh, you know, 
weird ways to misdirect me there. But like you said, I guess maybe the ending, the positive ending didn't test well. And then they just decided to give it that Friday the 13th ending where, of course, instead of having Jason pop out of the lake and pull her under the water, they have Freddie uh, grab her, her mom mother and pull through, through the window, window. and yeah. pull her through the window. But yeah. basically, almost a callback to Friday the 13th ending. Um, Last and, final jump scare. Yeah. yeah, and people were like, oh yeah, that's a more fun ending. So yeah, we like that better. And maybe the movie made another 10, 13 million that it wouldn't have made otherwise, and that's great. Um, But whatever. Um, It's still great, and it's still, I already said, I'm not putting another sound effect. I already did it once. Um, yeah, it's, um, I mean, the big, the big, like, I think everything you just said is because of, I mean, Wes Craven. I mean, yes. he, dire he directed yes. it, and this is the only one he directed until yes. he did uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare. Yes. Um, But I think it's clear, right? Like he wrote it and he directed it and it was his thing. And then that's clear because, uh, you know, the people that came after it didn't. didn't Maybe it's his best thing that he ever did. In my didn't opinion. take to it the way like folks who came in on the Friday one later. But I think Friday starts more simple, a more simple premise. And, yeah. folk, and folks took it into a different, you know, a, a sort of. Uh, d a stranger direction whereas this starts strange and so how do you you know put a twist on nightmare um and then folks decided to go rock and roll <laughs> right go rock and roll with it so sure. yeah just sort of an interesting difference but anyways um that's good i'm i'm for a while there it was going to be sleepaway camp which is a fucked up film um <laughs> um and would have been fun to talk about but i think it only makes sense that on october we had a nightmare on elm street discussion so yeah yeah i'm glad we got to yeah um all right the other one i mean this now this one is one where we can you know just discuss like uh you know not debate but it, it, this this one definitely goes a lot of different categories right this move the cell um um yeah august 18th 2000 so it just sneaks into our 20-year rule uh, directed by Tarsem Singh. This was his first film. He'd done videos, up, uh, music videos up until this point. Written by uh, Mark Protosevich. Starring, of course, Jennifer Lopez, Vince Vaughn, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, Marianne Jean-Baptiste, and Dylan Baker, who's a total snake in this movie. I don't like... Um, music by Howard Shore. So I'm not sure how he got hooked up with this film, but pretty big, pretty big name. Um, box office. Made 104 and a $33 million budget, so not too bad. Not um uh, this would have been before JLo was gigantic, so I, she she probably wasn't getting twenty million yet. But um, yeah, the cell's a weird one. I remember somebody posted we talked about it on the on the board the other day, where you know I I'd only seen it when it came out, and I just I said it's something along the lines of I remember just being confused, um, yeah. Yeah. and I'm still confused. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand what's going on, but I don't think it's clear. Um, and so I'm sort of in line with the the general thing on this film is looks great hard to watch like hard to follow um i think that's the general idea how people feel about it um that's definitely how i feel about it um one thing though again we you know because we watch these through a different lens but this isn't one film this isn't like nightmare like i've seen nightmare a bunch of times right i've seen the cell once right. like when it when it came out so and i can and there, maybe it's because so many things have come out since or you know we've just seen there's so many people pushing the envelope but this could have been more i feel like this could have been more graphic like it feels like it's fucked but it feels 
tepid in a way. Like I don't know. It, it's it it feels a little. It feels a little uh, like they didn't go. F- doesn't feel like they went for it, mm-hmm. or it feels like it was cut down. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels at sort of in, at conflict with itself, and maybe that's how they want it to feel. I mean, is it has there's certainly that theme in the film, but at the same time, it's like talk this is so this this the connect the two films are, have so many in common don't they like this is we we exist in a fantasy in, in a dream-like world but we're just yep. inside the brains instead of the, yep. the dreams we're inside of memories and thoughts instead of actual dreams but um basically we're, we're we're placed into worlds where we're being asked to suspend belief because uh, unbelievable and fantastical things are going to happen right weird things yeah, that defy you know the laws of of human of nature. So, um, but the whole idea is is there's this shock and awe thing to this film, which, you know, in retrospect, I think it could have been more graphic. I don't find it um, as shocking or as graphic as some people do. Um, it feels weird for the sake of being weird, a lot of it, and it also just feels like a low rate sort of silence in a way. Um, where you have that the procedural side of this film, right? Like the FBI being the FBI and doing their thing. Yeah. And then we enter and then we flip over to, in this case, you know, what they call the, I wrote it down because it's the neurological cartography and synaptic transfer system, <laughs> which is the rig they get hooked up with. So they they mind link right with each other. So the, it's, it's part procedural, part Nine Inch Nails video or Alice in Wonderland even a little bit, right? So which is makes sense because the director was influenced uh, by Nine Inch Nails videos that he himself. Um, for some <laughs> reason, I for some reason I thought it looked like an REM video. Well, it does because he directed Losing My Religion, mm. and there are okay. scenes that are straight from that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. So he was influenced by his own work. Um, Good call, Jer. Good call, Jer. <laughs> and and there's also like the heavy thematic like religion. There's a lot of religion, but. Um, but yeah, things kind of happen just because they need to happen. Um, and so that's why you end up with like Vince Vaughn, who doesn't really do anything. Um, like they only the only reason they find this guy is because James Bam and figures out the um the dog thing, mm-hmm. right? The uh, albino dog, and then that guy disappears. Yeah, <laughs> like keep that guy around, he's the smartest one you have. <laughs> Uh, right. Vaughn just stumbles through this film. He doesn't accomplish anything, really. You're right. You're um, right. Like, so he, he seems like the luckiest detective. Yeah, exactly. Like there's some yeah. there, there's some attempt to make him seem like he's uh, the guy from Seven, Morgan like, Freeman. Yeah, but he ends um, up being Brad Pitt. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So this is the thing, or like. Uh, they make him but seem the, the like, seven, actually, you know the what? seven influence was like obvious yeah, too, wasn't yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. it they yeah. actually make him seem more like um a uh, will graham from silence of the lambs um you know he was in right. red dragon and manhunt right. Right? right who who they just kept saying he has this unexplained ability to to empathize or understand the mind of a the depraved or something right so it's kind of like, yeah, it's whatever his, he has a gift of some kind, but right. they don't really explain it. And this is my problem with this film too. So Jennifer Lopez has this gift, right? Yeah. Remember they, they spend this whole scene explaining how nobody else was able to do. And then she comes along with no background, no training, no history, no experience. And it's just better at it than 
than everyone I, else. I felt like they were trying to say she didn't have a gift, but that she tried harder because she cared more. Okay, so that so her gift is just empathy. Yes, <laughs> like, like she's, so she's yeah. willing to like put herself in danger because she actually cares about the patients rather than just right being clinical with them. Sure. I, I, to me, that's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll agree with that. But I it's just bullshit. T- it's bullshit, and it's just. I don't think. I also don't think it's that clear. I think you drew that from that. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, and I, you're right, but I don't Maybe. think that's clear. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think you're smarter than the people who wrote this film. <laughs> um, so, it. But I end up kind of like not minding the characters at the same time, but because I think they're they're not offensive, right? right? Even though I fucking hate Vince Vaughn, he's not like Vince Vaughn in this film, right? Right? Like he's not swingers. He gets uh, no jokes. There's no jokes. That's true. Yeah, he's 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 a pretty serious dude. I mean, his his backstory is kind of serious, right? The reason why he's doing what he's doing and all that stuff. Um, but again, not really like kind of I don't know. This was his attempt to become yeah. like a, a mainstream leading man. And he's, and he, you know, opposite J-Lo, he thought, you know. Well, and also, it's that easy just to join the FBI and become a lead investigator like that? Yeah. Like you, you, you can just you change careers midstream. You can just change careers midstream like that and just do it, right? I feel like if yeah. you go from prosecutor to FBI agent, you take like a 75% pay cut. <laughs> Probably, oh, for sure you do, yeah. Easily. Um, and this is the thing about movies like Seven and and Signs of the Lambs is like the procedural side of those films are great. Like yeah. the one thing about Signs of the Lambs is you learn so much about the FBI. Yeah. Like, right? Like you, you there, you see them training, learning, shooting, the way they work, the way they collect evidence. You they show you it's like CSI, basically, right? They show you everything about what it's like to be an FBI officer. Um, this one doesn't at all, but it feels like they try to a little bit anyways right but then they kind of just abandon all that stuff once they get to the um you know the, the neurological center and then then it gets then then we go full-blown like i said like alice in wonderland shit so right. it's it just feels like two different things and then you flip back to the real world right when they figure out maybe they know where he is and then you know it's and then just <laughs> some of the stuff is just silly like the the whole carver angle and it's like why it's suddenly important to him, even though it was at the crime scene. <laughs> like, you, I, like, like you wouldn't look that up. You wouldn't investigate that, right? When like, you yeah, when you when yeah. you originally see that yeah. in the original scene, the camera you, stays you, on you, it. You immediately yeah. go, "Oh, that's an important clue." Yeah, the camera then, stays and on then, it, yeah. and then he doesn't react to it. Right, he doesn't ask then, anyone to say what's Carver. No one in the room says what's yeah. Carver. Yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah. Is, this is this is seven told on like a like a childhood level. Like this is trying to turn the storytelling of a seven like movie into pablum while injecting this fantasy element of this dream walking science that they toss on you here (laughs) yeah Um, right so that tells me yeah so that tells me they didn't take it that part of it seriously or they didn't like invest in it because they're focusing on other things number one of course the visuals are the star of this film right right like that horse splitting thing is insane like <laughs> i forgot i completely it's, forgot it's I can... brilliant i know right isn't it's it cool? it's a brilliant yeah. mind i i completely it's forgot brilliant. it reminded me of 
I completely forgot about that scene. So watching it again was like shocking because I don't yeah. again seen the film once and yes. it was twenty years ago. So yes, it reminded me of remember in uh, Guardians or was it Avengers where they they pull apart what's her name? Who's the robot girl? Oh right, Nova. No, Nova. Not Nova. Not Nova. Not Karen Nova. Karen Gillan's character, not Gamora's sister, Gam- Nebula. Nebula. Sorry. Where Thanos has her sort of pulled apart. Yes. Remember, like he's torturing yes. her or whatever. That yes. it, it, I'm like it made me think of that. Um. So that horse thing is great. The, all the the visuals. Okay, the visual. I don't want to spend any time talking about the visuals because yeah, they look great. This guy's got a nice eye. Obviously, he's a good photographer, right? He's it's from his videos too. Like he's got a, a weird, you know, sort of twisted sort of you know sensibility. It works really well. Great. Um, but I mean, so like, what's so? And and clearly to me, they're not taking the whole serial side of this seriously. So all that's left really is pathos, right? And so this is what we talked about before. I think the only thing that's you're left to do in this film, and I think it's clearly what their intention is. Um, are we able to feel sympathy for someone who does awful things because they've had awful things done to them? Right. Like that's the whole film. That's the whole point of this film to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I said, it's, it's, that's the only thing going on in this film is Pat. The only thing worthwhile about this film is the pathos. So right. That's, I mean, that's all there really is to me to discuss about this thing. And it's the, and then it's the, really the only good performance in the film too, right? D'Onofrio is of course, D'Onofrio, yeah. it's just insane in this movie. Like he's, yeah. he works his ass off, right? He's asked to do a lot. Yeah. Uh, and he seems to have. And, easy, and yeah. the, the styling that he undergoes in this movie is really impressive. No, that's what I'm saying. No, but that, that's to me, that's so really obvious impressive. that that's was their whole point of this right. film. That's like barely worth. They wrote. About, they wrote yeah. a story around a bunch of amazing visual ideas. Yeah. Oh, they're, like I don't. You know, I don't know. The inspiration would have been. Yeah, I'm sure he was inspired by tons of all the same stuff that he used to inspire his videos. Right. Yeah. There's, there's probably some Geiger stuff, some H Geiger, like all these yes, famous definitely stuff from Geiger. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's tons of that. Um, but again, I, because it's you know there are and then you know his the guys. I don't know what you call it. Like the 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 carver rig the thing that he uses right. to sus- suspend himself in air you know kind of neat it, it was a hoist the hoist thing yeah kind of neat makes you wonder how he's able to do that i'd like to see him like hooking himself up like it doesn't yeah. seem like he's able to do that by himself but yeah um you need a remote control at least yeah i feel like it um so kind of neat um but yeah to me this is this whole film it's just like because they spend and that's the essence of her character like you said right so you know what so can we do that right so is does that justify you know and it's it's challenging to the audience too right because usually we just want we want our bad guys to be bad guys we don't like to right. cross that line or you know we don't want to be confused about our emotions when it comes to people doing horrible shit to women right. um so that and then now we have a woman and remember she almost doesn't even want to do it remember she's like well i feel bad for her but i'm not doing it so it's like JLo is kind of a pick me, like a 2023 pick me girl. <laughs> like, right? It's kind of weird because she's not necessarily on board. She's way more concerned about that boy than the women. Right. So it's she's a weird character to me. And um and absolutely and sympathizes completely with this boy. And the, which is fine. I mean, if you, I mean, imagine you had a front row seat to the stuff that was done to him by his father, you would um, right. you would how could you not feel sorry for him for sure? Right. But how far do you take that? And then do you justify the acts he committed 
because of the things that were done to him. So that's kind of where I started thinking like, well, no, because I mean, he had it bad, but didn't have it that bad. Well, <laughs> like, I'm just saying they're like, now maybe they imply that there's more that went on, but I, I think, and, and I, and I, I think my point is that's where I think it could have been more graphic. I think I could have, right. yeah, I never His abuse was not as explicit or, or horrific. It wasn't as bad as the stuff he did to, to the women. a serial killer. Yeah. It was not as bad as the stuff he did to the women, in my opinion. Yes, you're right. The only difference is that it's happening to a kid instead of an adult. Right. So there's that taboo, right? Which is bad, obviously. So It was bad yeah. and it was shocking and hard to watch. Yeah. But to take the, the imaginative, imaginary leap that the things that happened to him create the person who does the things he does was too far like the things that happened to him were kind of common to be honest um and, and sadly yes that's yes. my point yeah exactly yep yep yes. yeah totally agree um so yeah so maybe we need to see that transition maybe because we yeah. only get the two sides it's binary right we only get the 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 cause right and the yep. uh effect yeah. So maybe we needed to see something where he's a teenager and he's maybe getting bullied. At so get to a point where that becomes reality for him. And right. so it's maybe that's it's too big of a leap because we don't see the intermediary steps. Right. But um, that's why, you know, these religious guys struggle with evolution right? because they don't you know because yeah. they don't they want to re refuse the steps in between right yeah. like how can you go from a tadpole to a human well you know i, feel, I it, felt yeah. like i felt like maybe it was even worse than that what, what, what you're suggesting i felt like there was something pervasive here i felt like um they showed you the only the only kind of tip off of the modern version of the character or the or the adult version of the character that they showed you in the child was that the father caught him playing with dolls right and called him and called him a fag yeah uh, sorry for using that word, everybody, but um, it's in the movie. Um, uh, and I feel like uh, by doing that, it, like he, like uh, the abuse that he suffered, not being more worse than maybe the abuse that me or some other people I know might have suffered, uh, like pretty common child abuse, which unfortunately is very common, um, and doesn't create these weird kind of serial killers as uh, you know that often, right? Um. Yeah, there maybe was a little bit, a little bit missing, but I felt like maybe the one little extra ingredient they added was the fact that he played with dolls and maybe was gay, and maybe, maybe the shame of that was part of his PTSD, um, and and only only the slightest hint of it was enough at, at, at in the year two thousand to like, right, and that. well, and why he for well, and then what, and then why his victims are only women, and why he forces felt he flagellates himself while masturbating two women um all that stuff mixed in right yeah. um and then the water stuff of course goes back to the baptism and the drowning and all that stuff but uh that's why water is the big theme um yeah it's 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 a like yeah so everything we've been talking about it's a big leap and i think um it's and when it's just not done it's like we get no again a whole and it's 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 unfair to com keep comparing it to Sons of the Lambs, of course. But um, you know we don't get any background for Buffalo Bill, but it's just done so well we don't care. Yeah. Um, you know it's we could probably surmise that Bill had a rough childhood. <laughs> uh, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So, but it's not. It's just done so well. You know we we don't care. But um, 
So I think that's the problem is the only reason we're having having asking these questions, having this discussion is because the end result isn't that great. So our minds are craving more yeah. um, to, to, to do it. And they try with the baptism stuff. Right. And they, you know, they, they lean into that religious stuff and um, but yeah, I it's what was funny too, you know, wrap, I'll wrap up my thing. Cause I'm kind of done. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely not rewinding this film. Um, I, something that just made me kind of laugh at the end. So like when they, she comes back at the end to say goodbye to Vince Vaughn or whatever. And uh, he comes out of his house, uh, the killer's house, right? Because they're still investigating shit for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> um, it's right across the street from a school. <laughs> yeah, so that guy's house is right across the street, right across the street from the school. Yeah, um, like that should have been something they they used, <laughs> right? Think? Yeah, yes, like a hundred percent. So what? Like why didn't they? I'm like, like literally, I was like. He's been across the street from the school the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah like use that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, just, just, I don't know. It's not great. And I, like I said, just a quick peek online kind of tells you that's the general consensus. Like, yeah. looks great, right? Awesome visuals. Um, D'Onofrio, you know, kills it, but not much else. Uh, not much else going on. So, back on the shelf, baby. All right, please be kind and don't ask Steve to watch the cell again. And and I'm with you. Um, I don't think I ever watched this all the way through before. Um, I feel like this is the first time I really understood this story uh, from this watch through. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it I felt like I had not sat through before, like that, like that, like just the, the opening scene of her walking through the desert in that. It's a weird in, in opening gown. scene. Yeah, it's so long and boring. Um, yep. Uh, I, I, I doubt that I ever sat through it before, <laughs> honestly. Um, right. I, I don't know if I ever got past that point, but, um, uh, okay. What do I want to say about this movie? Um, I, if anything, I, if I was, if I was impressed by anything, it, it was the story construction, but it wasn't because I think the writing is really great here. I thought it was crafted, um, mechanically and and methodically and scientifically using hollywood tricks to manipulate the audience um in a kind of a masterful way that i resent because there are certain there are parts of this movie that i resent um i resent that we're watching uh the victim in the tank and the water rising and they're using that to increase the tension throughout the entire third act of this film I felt like that's a like a, a sadistic, a level of of sadism and and sadistic voyeurism that um, is is there for no other reason than to turn up tension when maybe you're failing uh, to turn up tension uh, with your main characters because you're cutting away to this victim. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's justified. Maybe it's not. Maybe I just don't like the genre. Um, but uh, I I felt like the the constantly cutting back to this woman being about to dr- like we saw the previous victim after she had just drowned or was still in the final stages of her drowning. I love that. Um, That's a great scene. Setup. That's a great it's, shot. Yes, it yeah. is. It is. It yeah. is masterfully crafted. Yeah. And um, and shocking. Yes. And memorable. Um. Sure. Um, but I resent uh what what it was setting up, it, it, which is the third act, uh basically the clock ticking 
uh, which is well, it's it's just it's just pure foreshadowing. It's just to show yes. us what's yes. going to happen to that girl if they don't yes. get there in time. Yeah, that's all. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which I, uh, which I, I think is like I said, it's double edged sword. I think yes, I'm giving it kudos for being masterful, um, kind of writing and story creation and film. Well, I don't know. I don't mean the writing of that scene. I just mean the way, the way it looks. I mean, no, I mean the way it looks, like okay. the body floating in the water and then jerking the last. Oh no, I agree. Too. I, I just yeah, mean yeah. it's like it's just like a it's a, it's a, it's a uh, yeah a, a fun like. Like yeah, that's all visual. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And the movie is full of amazing, fun visual. Like, god damn it, that that the first scene of him in his dream world, in his in his evil king version, where where uh, where his uh, his piercings are connected to those long drapes. Yeah, and and when he walks forward, he opens the drapes to the rest of and reveals the rest of the. That is amazing. Oh yeah. The, yeah. the, con the conceptualization of that to the completing of that visual work and, pr and presenting it on film. And it still looks great. Now, there are parts of this movie where the CGI does not fucking hold up anymore. Like, you, it's fucking bad in some parts when, like, especially when Vince Vaughn is entering the dream and they're kind of doing that. Oh, that's weird. The tunnel, like the Doctor yeah. Who tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really, really bad CGI in that part. Yeah. But there are, but there are a ton... Most 99% of the visuals in this still really hold up as being like just like masterpieces. Uh, well, that's an interesting. Yeah, sorry, just real quick. That's an interesting choice to make, too, because obviously we don't know what that journey looks like. Right. Um, but it's sort of like interstellar when it took liberties with the with its with its wormhole travel. Right. Like right. we don't know what that looks like. So you're kind of right. left to your own imagination. But um, I don't know what it looks like at all. But I pretty much I, know it doesn't look like that. Sure. Like it would or, just be, it would be, just, look like it would be quick. It would be exist. quick, instant. It would be yeah. instant. Yeah. 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 Like you're logging into a website or, or you're turning on a TV show. Like, like, like our synapses and stuff work that slowly. Right. Like that's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> like that's to just, me, a, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I mean, was saying. Things, he just does things for the sake of doing them. Right. He's an, yeah. he's trying to be artistic. He's trying yeah. to, yeah. trying to paint with the art form. Which he, ex he succeeds a lot of the time, but you're right. And then stuff like that, where it's like, man. Moments where just the, the I think that the, the technology of the day failed him, maybe. But I wouldn't have painted those pictures that he painted either, even with the technology that he had. But in in, in those particular scenes. But those were those were tiny, tiny section of the movie. Mm -hmm. um, the other flaws were like, yeah, there's a there's a at some points I felt like, oh, they're trying to do what you said. Um you know, the most recent Batman film was strong in doing and not in not trying to fill in all the gaps for the audience, just saying, OK, you've seen this kind of character before, so we're not going to over explain his origin to you. Right. We're not going to over explain his daily life to you. We're going to jump over a lot of those gaps so we can get to these amazing visual things that we've spent so much time and so much money on creating. Right. And put, and put those on the scene more of the time on the screen more of the time. Um but 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 it does it does feel like a little it it it's it's a little bit watered down because of that it's a little bit light in its um, seriousness and in its grit it doesn't feel very gritty it feels a little too glossy a little too Hollywood uh, you could cut out that scene where J Lo's in her apartment in just a, a shirt and her underwear yeah. and 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 you yeah. take an ass shot of her while she's looking through her fridge that was not necessary uh you know so certain stylistic choices um kind of reek uh of uh just like um being bad choices and um and being outdated 
uh fuck i don't know i'm kind of torn i after watching this all the way through it's not as bad as i used to think it was it's not as stupid or as i think i can follow it i think the story is is crafted enough that it explains itself to me enough that i can follow it i'm not i'm not confused by it i just i i agree with you that it's a little bit light it's a little bit watered down it's a little bit of a shorthand um a version of of what could have been a lot more and um and and less of a horror movie than it's a superhero film where where j-lo is kind of this um yeah, science fictiony superhero where her superpower is she cares about children more than everybody else and i i agree with your point that in this movie her her goal was not to save the victim it was to save the little boy who wasn't even a thing, right? Like that, that's like a like the like the internal version of the adult serial killer's mind. That little boy doesn't really like JLo's motivation was weird in this. It was Vince Vaughn's motivation to save the victim, and he does. And they kind of have their kind of parallel quests in this movie, um, which is an interesting, which is interesting, but I thought was also kind of told constructed well, um, even though. It felt a little light and and um, yeah, but but not again, deep, not deep enough. It doesn't it doesn't get deep, and that the, I think the, the best example of that is where Vince Vaughn hints at he doesn't buy into the idea that to her approach, right? It right. seems like it seems like fooey to him, right? Right, as in um, people are responsible for their choices regardless of what happens to them. Right, that was his whole point with his story and his backstory. Because and, he was a he was a child victim himself, and he didn't become a serial killer. He became somebody who hunted. Right, he believes no matter what, it's a choice. Right, so he yeah, doesn't yeah. have empathy like she does to his child to the bad guy's right, childhood. Right, right, but that doesn't cause any conflict with the two. And but in in like a properly fleshed out film, it would have they would have been at odds over that. That would have been something that comes up at a crucial True. moment True. that changes the trajectory of the film or their relationship or that causes something bad to happen. Right. So, um, so he never, he never even really gets there. Right. They both end up the same people and they go their separate ways. And yeah, then, yeah. and then he says, the FBI is just treating this as it's not real. And, right. and I, I was just reminded of a, of a, of a clue that I saw when I was out in the field, which is true. Right. Like he just remembered something that he saw. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the supernatural element really, did it did it help him or or did or did it just jog his memory like the, there's a good legitimate question there uh, yeah. so it, it's kind of two separate movies it's kind of two separate two separate heroes uh, with two separate stories two separate which is fine goals. which is fine right it's it's like it's no different than Smolder and Scully right um sure. yeah you know different approaches to the but the same ultimate goal i guess i mean but even that no but but then they don't have the same goal here um so it's kind of strange, but it's almost like a. It would be like when a a police force hires a medium or something to, you know, you know they do that in real life, right? Sometimes right. they hire a psychic or a medium to help find a they're, body they're or out something. Of other yeah. ideas. Yeah. That's right. They're they've they've exhausted their scientific methods, <laughs> so they have no choice but to, you know, reach out to the to the dark arts. But try anything. Yeah, where in in this case, where the dark arts is happens to be actually quite scientific, right? Um or you know based anyways but right. uh um so kind of an interesting thing where but they don't even the fbi which would have access to the the 
whatever technology that exists, right? Mm-hmm. This is like voodoo to them, yeah. <laughs> right? And that's why I don't like the, the Baker character because he's just a dick, first of all. But he's just like me. I don't know. Like it's just I don't know. I didn't like that guy. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So. Well, okay. Uh, let's wrap up because we have gone on for a while. But mm-hmm. um, I I totally agree with you on both of these films. Um, this is a. I'll, I'll, I I I I admit I enjoyed rewatching this more than I ever enjoyed trying to watch this previously and I never, I never thought i would watch this so right um, if, if it wasn't for the, this is kind of the point of this podcast right yeah um, oh yeah some, somebody suggested well maybe this is underrated and maybe you'll like it better now if you <laughs> revisit it right i do i do like it better now upon revisiting it but i'll never revisit it again i know and, and i probably won't want to um right uh so uh it's a, it's a be kind let's put this one away and um Let's be grateful Nightmare on Elm Street is so awesome. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, all right. Well, um, yeah. So like I said, uh, we're going to take a little break here, folks. So everyone um, just maybe, you know, listen to some older episodes or maybe. maybe we'll be missed, back in a couple of weeks. We missed them, but uh, well, it'll be about three weeks by the time I get back and then we record and then post it. So yeah, yeah. it's going to be a bit, but then December's coming. So we'll, you know, we'll at least do one Christmas episode, but. Uh, Fun times. Yeah. And, um, Fun you know. Fun times ahead. And then maybe uh, I was thinking November we'll do. Uh, I'm thinking about doing like a for a poll, do like the best, do like a losers poll. So like go to the first six episodes and pick the movie that finished last in each one. Okay, okay, I like that. <laughs> do like a losers poll. I like that. Just as something like that might be fun. So that's we'll uh, we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that every six episodes or something. Yeah. But um, drag the lake. Yeah, yeah, right. And just because I mean, listen, it could. People, I mean, look at this is a perfect example. So on the first poll, Nightmare and Sleepaway Camp were tied, which is so I had to do a tiebreaker and then Nightmare crushed Sleepaway Camp. So, you know, it depends who's online, who's paying attention, who's voting. So, yeah, let's bring the losers back for one more. And then we'll, and then if the ones that don't make it that time will be expelled into, into the, uh, abyss. the abyss. Yeah. So, but anyways. Yeah, that's it. Well, Subscribe, like, listen, all that fun stuff, please. Please comment and let us know what you think. And uh, always remember, when you stare into the abyss too long, it begins to stare back. Yeah.